This is Allison Janney. This is Matt Balmer. This is Donna Murphy. This is Jesse Tyler Ferguson. I'm Octavia Spencer. This is Ben Platt, and you're listening to Little Known Facts Podcast with my favorite person on the planet, Alana Levine. A-OK. Welcome to Little Known Facts, a podcast where you will hear unfiltered, raw, honest, and uniquely funny interviews with artists you love as they talk about the art they love to make. I'm your host, Ilana Levine. Hey, I heard you needed inspiration. He's Ilana and friends with some revelations. Little known back to the day, every little thing's gonna be A-OK. Hey everyone, new episodes of Little Known Facts drop every Monday and you can find them on your favorite podcast provider. Also, if you go to the website, littleknownfactspodcast.com, you'll find behind-the-scenes photos, videos, and interviews, and lots more on the gallery page. And if you are loving these intimate, candid conversations with all the artists who come on the show, please head over to the contributions page. I depend on these donations to continue to bring you these interviews every week. So if you love the show, please donate. Little known fact about my guest today, his sister went in to audition for The Nutcracker, and he came out with a part. Welcome, Brian Greenberg. A-OK. A-OK. Hey, everyone. I am here today with actor and musician Brian Greenberg. He first came on the scene when he played Jake on the WB series Mega Hit, One Tree Hill, with a storyline that followed his character through the perils and joys of being a teenage dad. He went on to play starring roles in films like The Perfect Score, Noble Son, Prime, Bride Wars, Friends with Benefits, A Short History of Decay, and co-starring with his lovely bride, Jamie Chung, Already Tomorrow in Hong Kong. For HBO, he starred in Unscripted and How to Make It in America, which although it was only on for two seasons, has become a total cult hit. He's released three albums of his original music, and he just completed filming an independent film in New York City called Forever. So today, listeners, we get to find out how a nice Jewish boy from the Midwest has become known as the quintessential New York actor. <laughs> Welcome, Brian Greenberg. Hey, that's a, quite an intro. It almost sounds like I'm accomplished. <laughs> you have done, I know. In fact, we could I be mean, done right now. I mean, wow. Because sometimes I wake up in the morning, I'm like, man, what have I done with my life? And right. That just made me sound pretty good about it. Totally good. So, you know, when you leave today, I'm going to give you this copy of this and intro and then you can wake mirror. up. It'll be like your affirmation. Oh. First of all, you don't have a Midwestern accent at all. Is oh, that really? something you worked on, or can you do it if you're if you're I mean, drunk? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's flat sometimes. You know, like ah, the, right? the, the A's are hard. But yeah, I mean, you know, just say the, Packers for me. The Packers. There pack, you go. Well, I mean, that I, I I leaned into it a little bit. Sure. But um, yeah, I mean, I was I was born in Omaha, Nebraska, but my dad's from Queens, and so I think. You know, he always had coffee and water and stuff like that. Sure. And so I, sure. I mean, not that thick, but it's like, I feel like that kind of permeated into my, you know, it's accents are weird. Like there's people from St. Louis with, like with thick Brooklyn accents and they've never been there. Where but, was your mom from? Detroit. First of all, are there a lot of Jewish people in Nebraska? Well, once we moved, there's not. 
But. When you left, <laughs> when, you left no. when the Greenberg left, that was it. So you were born in Omaha, and then I read that you were 12 when you moved to St. Louis. My daughter is 12. It's such a vulnerable age. It must have been a very hard time to move. Was that traumatic? Yes. We had a Greenberg family meeting, which we've never had before. And they're like, we're moving. And I got so sad and I cried. I ran out of the house and then we moved. And I was like so bitter and angry about it that like I kind of fell in with like bitter and angry people Uh when I, when I moved. Yeah. I just was sort of like. You became dark. A little. Yeah. I became really mad. I think that's also your, your hormones and. Anyway, you're changing, but I definitely like was a little had a chip on my shoulder and it took me a couple years to get out of it. But I mean, in the grand scheme of things, that's a pretty easy thing to go through. You're from the Midwest, right? No. Oh, my husband, Dominic Famusa, who you know, is from the Midwest. I am from Teaneck, New Jersey, which is kind of the Midwest of New Jersey, (laughs) but it's not particularly. But you went to camp there or no? So when I was young, my mom for one summer got a job at a camp called Camp Herzl yes. to be like Julie from the Love Boat, like okay. their social activities right. coordinator. Right. So all of us got to go to camp with her. I was uh, super young. Mm-hmm. All I remember from that summer, quite frankly, is a little boy asking me to lick tongues with him. That's what happens at Seminole. Camp Herzl. Yes. I, <laughs> that's why you went back year after I, year. I went for like seven years licking that's tongues. That's what I remember. Like that was it. But you went to Camp Herzl. Right. I went there as a kid. I think all the Jews in the Midwest sort of send their kids there. Right. <laughs> Parents think that they're become like learning prayers, but really the kids are just licking tongues. And uh, my parents... They're both psychologists? They're both psychologists. Yeah. Yeah. So I was thinking about how you did the movie Prime. Mm -hmm. Your parents having been psychologists, did either of them have patients that they would see or were they both like... No, 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 no. My, my, My mother is a school psychologist, so she test kids, young kids, to see if they're autistic. Wow. Um, or any sort of uh, behavior uh, conditions at a, like a young, young age. Right. Yeah. So she so works for the they, special school district of St. Louis. So your parents are amazingly good people. They're great people. Devoted to I'm doing really great things for yeah. the universe. And I would yeah. imagine um, super uh, into having a family that communicates with each other. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they, we're very, we're a close family. We talk, we're very honest with with each other. And um, and you have a sister? I have, yeah, I have, I have a younger sister. Is she and in the arts as well? She teaches uh, art in, um, in in Arizona, like okay. at, at, at a grade school. So did yeah. they graduate from grad school and then both get placed in Nebraska somehow? Yeah, so they were actually, the way they met was kind of a cute story. They were all roommates at a house. They didn't even know each other. And they wow. didn't even talk for like the first year. Right. And then finally Why? one day, I don't know, my dad's like this weird introvert. And then he said one day, he's like, hey, you want to go like get dinner? Mom's like, yeah, finally you talked to me. Right. Uh, and then they, I'm starving. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a year. <laughs> and then they ended up dating and falling in love. And my dad got a job uh, at Union Pacific Railroad, which is based in Omaha. Right. And uh, yeah, then they had me. The rest is history. Yeah, yeah. Well, so you're born in Nebraska. Right. And would you guys come back to the East Coast to visit relatives during the year? Or I didn't were come they? to New York until I was 10. Okay. Um, Do you remember that trip? I vividly remember. Like that what? Trip. Tell me your first impression. I just remember going to like 57th Street and I looking up at the buildings and 
I've never seen a building over eight stories. Before. So no skyscrapers no, in Omaha. I, I grew across. I grew up across from a farm. So you like, did? I, yeah, yeah. I just I had I never saw huge buildings, and so I I looked up at these buildings and I was scared that they were going to fall on me. Um, I'm so glad I, they didn't. I was just enamored by it. Right. Um, and I think there's always been this like magnetic attraction to New York for me. I, I and as soon as I graduated high school, I I, I went to NYU and I. Kind of, I've always been in love with New York, and I feel like this is, I've been all over the world, but this is my favorite place. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, so how amazing that you ended up doing How to Make It yeah. in America, which was such a New York-specific yeah. yeah. show, which yeah. I loved, and we'll talk about that. So there's a story, and you can confirm and deny. Okay. The story goes that you were in the car with your mom. Becca was going to audition yes. for a ballet uh -huh. for the Nutcracker. Yes. Is that correct? Wow, you really like did your research. Like a tour of wow. it. Yeah. Um, I read your diary. Oh, my I God. read your diary. I had your family That's send so me your diary. I do that for all my guests. It's not one bit weird. <laughs> Very um, Yeah, it's, I'm thorough. <laughs> and she goes in, and then someone comes out, and it's like, hey, we need a boy. Do you want to audition? Okay. Gets it. Would you say that's the story of that's your life? The exact Have you been story. a super lucky guy? Um, I was, and now I'm like, you know, I feel like I, I feel like I work really hard, though. You know okay. what I mean? I mean, I'll give you that. I, I definitely have been fortunate, and yeah. I've taken advantage of the opportunities. Um, it's I don't think my career has been an accident by any means, but I think anybody who's had success would be lying if they said there wasn't a little bit of luck. Well, let's talk yeah. about that because yeah. before that. When you weren't licking tongues at Camp Herzl, <laughs> did you, a lot of people that I talked to who became professional actors, it kind of started in camp or in element, like, so did you do yeah. camp plays? Yeah. So that yeah. was kind of the beginning. I did Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat at Camp Herzl. Let's <laughs> bring that Joseph. back let's to not, Broadway Let's not do that. Now. Not Are you like a that. belter? No, I can't. A belt. Broadway no, belter? No, no. So you do this? Play, you do plays including Joseph yeah. and the amazing Technicolor <laughs> raincoat? No, yeah, dream it's Dreamcoat. Dream Thank you. Yeah. Had it been a raincoat, yeah. things might have been a little different for our people. Um, you do this Nutcracker, which you did or did not have to dance? I definitely danced. I you was did? 10 years old. My the, the story that you mentioned before was it was a, the Omaha Ballet. And That's a big so, deal. It, I guess it's a big deal in Omaha. Yeah. But I got out of school for three weeks. So I was really excited. But the thing that I that I liked about it was, I mean, I, didn't, I wasn't really dancing. I was just kind of like jumping around. Who did like, you play? I played Fritz, the brother of the lead girl. You know, I started getting like mentioned in the local paper awesome. and stuff. You know, I was like nine awesome. or ten years old. And I just, you know what? I didn't really love dance. I just loved the theatrical element of it. I love the stage. I love like the performance thing, right. like being behind the curtain and then stepping on stage. I love that. And so I just started doing plays when I was like 10 or 11. Even in St. Louis, I was like getting commercials and stuff like that. No, but I actor. believe you yeah. were like the cookie crisp kid. Oh, wow. You really, I'm, I'm impressed. Or what if I just watched so much TV oh that God. I was like, you I thought, totally yeah. know you. You're the guy from <laughs> cookie. There was Mikey, the life cereal guy. And then there was Greenberg, the, the cookie, cookie crisp, crisp guy. Commercial. Yeah, I think it was all downhill. Like on that. your yeah. tombstone. Cookie crisp and One Tree Hill on my tombstone for sure. So let's talk about One Tree Hill. You went right to a series pretty early on. Yeah, I mean, um, it didn't feel early on at the time, like, because I was working in college. I was doing those little guest stars in New York on, like, Law & Order, Third Watch, little lines here and there. Right. And then I was bartending. I was, like, doing all this. Did you have any crazy tables. jobs? 
I was a caterer for Sotheby's, so I would do all their events. Wow. Yeah. Would you like pretend to bid on stuff? No, no, I couldn't do that. But I, I mean, they were like <laughs> bidding up, up your battles. I wasn't trying to, no? to do that. I was making 20 bucks an hour, though, which right. is pretty good for a college kid. Did you ever take anything? I had the sickest wine collection in college because I would uncork uh, a bottle. And, and they it, wouldn't finish yeah, it. Yeah, they wouldn't finish it. And they were like, you can keep it. I'm like, really? It's like You're like, that says 1957 <laughs> on it. Okay. <laughs> Can't afford to eat dinner. It's really old. A really nice bottle of wine. Can I get a newer one? <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. So you learned about wine at a young age. Yeah, it was a by pr- That's amazing. <laughs> so was the audition process for mm. One Tree Hill, was that hard? I didn't audition for One Tree Hill. What happened was I did a movie called The Perfect Score. Wasn't yeah. Scarlett Johansson like? Yes, yeah, Scarlett was. She already did like the Horse Whisperer and Ghost World, so I kind of knew her work already. And right. Erica Christensen just did Traffic. She was the biggest name mm-hmm. at the time, and then Chris Evans, like he did not another teen movie, and he was name was kind of buzzing, and that was like the biggest get for me probably to this day. So how did you get that? Well, I just signed with a new manager, Ellen Meyer, who's my manager right now, still to this, to this day. day. Yeah. Yeah. That is loyalty, people. Yeah. And she, I went and auditioned for The Perfect Score to play like the best friend role. And uh, it didn't go very well because I'm not the strongest auditioner. You're not a great best friend. <laughs> I'm a good best friend. I'm just <laughs> bad at showing it in a two minute audition. And, and then Ellen was uh, friendly with the casting director, Kathy Sandridge. And she said, you got to see Brian. She's like, well, he wasn't funny. She's like, he's funny. He can right. do it. Give him another so shot. So she 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 fought for me to do another shot. That's I went so in there nice. and I nailed it. That's right? amazing. And so, did you know it at the time? Yeah, like- I was improving. I was doing it. I was just having fun with it. And then they wanted to test this actor, Emil Hirsch, who's a great actor, but for for the lead role. But he looked really young. So Paramount wanted to test him. And so this was like the this is the only time I've ever done this where they hired. I got a call. They're like. They want to hire you for the day to play opposite Emil Hirsch. And you don't have the role. They're just, they're going to pay you like $800, which is to me my rent. Already like, a win. This is awesome. Yeah. That and um, a good bottle of wine. You, you, you get to, you get to do those scenes with another actor, but they're testing the other actor. It's not about you. I was like, okay. That's so, so strange. Yeah. It was, well, it was like a real old Hollywood yeah. kind of test, you know? And hair and makeup. Hair and, and makeup wardrobe. wardrobe. We did it on the lot of Paramount. And to me, it was like no pressure because it wasn't really about me. That's amazing. So I Did Emil seem nervous? He was, Well, he was great. You know, the problem with Emil was it wasn't his, his talent. I think he just looked so young. So he didn't get it. He did not get it because he just looked, so, I mean, they tried to put like a black leather jacket on him. He just looked too young. They're doing that weird like baby powder in his hair. (laughs) We're gray him up a little bit. But yeah, so it was a get for me and um, like they show the test. They're like, ah, he looks too young, I think. Emil looks too young, but Brian works in that role and so I kind of like snuck in, you know, the back door and got it and then, you know, Chris Evans ended up getting that role but the the writer of that uh, movie it was Mark Schwann, and he cr- went on to create One Tree Hill, and he and we had a really good working relationship. And he said, "I got a role for you." So he's like, "It's just a recurring thing," and I'm like, "That's great." I was dying to the um, just dying to work of and course. work with him, and, and also um, that was like a huge. I mean, I don't hit. even know what to compare it to now, but it really is like it was a soap. It was. Yeah, it was a teen um, soap. 
almost yeah. There yeah. other than Dawson's Creek and maybe Beverly Hills 90210. Yeah, uh, there OC weren't that many in that things. World. But Gilmore I don't Girls, know. Maybe I don't know. What's fascinating about your shows is they end up having all of these lives. There's this yeah. common thread because that was a pretty intense storyline. Yeah, and no, he, Mark gave me. An, like the best storyline. I think that's why people responded to my character so much. I mean, it was impossible not to love that character, Jake. And you because, have a baby and a Bjorn. Like yeah, you're walking he's a around with like father a baby. in high school. So what you that know? you stole the baby or ran away? <laughs> it doesn't matter. So they say like try not to work with children and animals. Right. Uh, as someone who you were so young at the time anyway, yeah. and probably had not done a lot of babysitting no. or been around a lot of babies. Nor have but, I since, really. um, How was it working with that baby? Were there two babies? There was like three babies, I remember. <laughs> but somebody just hit me on like Twitter yes. with a picture of the kid who played my daughter. And, and she's and now she's 72 like years old. full on like a woman <laughs> You're like, in high school. That would be weird I'm to like, carry wow. her in a baby Bjorn right now. Yeah. It's, Inappropriate. It's, uh, it's, just, it's it was heavy, a long time right? ago. It was a long time ago, that but show. But then you went to... Unscripted? Exactly. Uh, it was a concept of George Clooney's Grant Heslops and Steven Soderbergh's. All hacks. Yeah. Every one the of worst. them. I'm so sad that none <laughs> of them were able to find traction in their careers. <laughs> and uh, they wanted to make a show about actors in Hollywood. And they wanted, I met with George and Grant, and it was just a meeting. And I already had One Tree Hill and Perfect Score. Right. So they wanted an actor who was like kind of working. Right. Um, but wasn't a name and they kind of wanted to like but beginning to break through yeah starting to break and they the show was about an acting class uh, centered around a teacher uh, played by Frank Langella and what they would do is I would I played myself Brian Greenberg but I was going to this acting class by Goddard who was not a real guy who was not a real guy right. Frank Langella who's playing Goddard and they would book me on real shows like they would book me as an extra on ER right and they would they they worked out a deal where we could shoot behind the scenes on on ER right or they would book me on like the Bonnie Hunt show and I would actually get paid and be have a line or two on the Bunny Hunt, Bonnie Hunt show, but I was only on it to shoot unscripted. Right. right? And then, so it's just about following my career. I was the actor who was sort of falling upwards. So I remember watching it. I don't have yeah. it. Com- it's, it's not hard imprinted to find deeply. Now. Yeah. I know, but, um, but I just thought, first of all, what an amazing concept. And it was, it was so ahead crazy. of its time yeah. in that way. How much of it was you, though? When you look back at Brian Greenberg, the actor, Brian Greenberg, right. the character on this improvised sort of... Hasp- I would say 50-50. I knew that I was supposed to play this naive, and I knew that like in every scene, I, my mission was to kind of like make it awkward and embarrass myself. I'll give you two examples of, of how we did it. So One Tree Hill, they granted us permission to shoot on One Tree Hill. They're like, we'd love to incorporate Brian on One Tree Hill. So they made this whole storyline of like... I was supposed to be a regular. I was about to be a regular on One Tree Hill. I've been waiting to be a regular. But for some reason, I did a pilot that I thought wasn't going to go. And then they decided it was going to go. And so my deal couldn't work out. Okay. Right. So that was like this right. weird behind the scenes story. That was story a fabricated But that was all fabricated. Right. right? Or, and then the only way I got Prime 
was was in the middle of shooting Unscripted. I booked Prime and Universal wouldn't let me do it because I was, I mean, Office HBO, HBO right. wouldn't let me do it because uh, they wanted to shoot five more episodes. So Clooney, the amazing guy that he is, worked out a deal with Universal and says, you can have Brian if we can shoot Unscripted on right. the set of Prime. So they incorporated you getting that movie. So, yeah. So they, that is so they worked crazy. that in to, to make it work. And, and so, for example, there was a scene in Unscripted where I'm partying with all my friends in New York, and then they change my call time, and I have to go into the set of Prime early. Right. And I show up drunk to set. And so I wasn't really drunk. Right. But it was like all a setup. That's so, awesome. So I'm shooting a scene with Meryl, and I'm shooting a scene with Uma, and then they yell cut, and then all of a sudden I'm like, oh my God, I'm so hungover. Right. And, so I'd, and I'd have two mics on. And so I'm like, literally, <laughs> my God. this was such a weird time in my career. Like, yeah. you know, all these things were happening, and they were all happening literally at once, and I was yeah. playing a version it's of myself. It was too much. It was a lot of different levels right. that I had to kind of juggle. Plus, it's like, you know, getting recognized for the first time. And it. I'm like, all this stuff was happening. Did you, you know? like that? Yeah, I just, I didn't know how to deal with all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It was just a lot happening. Mm-hmm. And I think what happened now that I look back on it 12, 13 years later is that I got really scared. Uh-huh. Like I started thinking of myself as like in terms of my legacy. and well, I can't do these kind of things because I don't want to be perceived that way. Uh-huh. So stuff like that. I feel like I turned down a lot of really cool opportunities because it didn't You were fit. worrying about the wrong thing. Yeah, I was, I, was, I was trying to like, you know, quarterback the whole situation. Hmm. When it, I think now that I, in retrospect, I look back and it's like, you just kind of have to go with what's available at the time and what's the best And what fit. material speaks to yeah, you. Yeah, what speaks to you. It's, I picked indies that I thought were amazing right. and that bombed and I turned down huge studio things right. that I thought were like, whatever, that's corporate, that's stupid. Yeah. And they're huge, like classic films now. Right. It's just, Transformers? Yeah, you know, like Titanic, <laughs> whatever. I don't want to talk about <laughs> it. Whatever. Star Wars. First but, of um, all, it was generous of you yeah. and it helped Leo out. <laughs> but I definitely learned some lessons. I'm really happy with my my life and my career and all yeah, that. Yeah, look where you ended and, up with Meryl Streep. Like you worked right. with a lot of heavy hitters and Frank Langella, yeah. both who in different ways are incredibly yeah. personable, charming, and intimidating. Yeah, they can be if so, you let yourself get intimidated. Right, so, yeah, you have to think of actors as your peers. You cannot think of them as like these gods or. Um, I mean, you're slightly intimidated right yeah, now with you, me. But, <laughs> but <laughs> well, now me aside, this is different. Yes, um, but I think you have to have. A belief in yourself to even pursue this, um, right. this business, and uh, you ha- it, there's a difference between being confident and cocky, mm-hmm. and um, I don't think you can be cocky because that's you're just an asshole. But um, and you're just an actor at the end of the day. You're not like saving lives, but uh, you have to have some sort of self confidence to even get in the room. Like to me, I would just tell myself like, yeah, I deserve to be here. You know, this is now. Where does that come from? Are you born with that? I think Was it, was just it- n- naive? I feel like a lot of actors, when they talk about acting, they talk about it almost like they do when they're talking about sports. Were you an athlete? No. Okay. No, I just, this is what I've always wanted to do. And um, when I don't you know. played basketball on One Tree Hill, yeah. were, that's the was that you? I've become to real, like, like being that's on almost... a real team. You're <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I played ball. On, My wife always makes fun. She's know, like, yeah, One Tree Hill. Do you know the town is called One Tree Hill? They have one basketball court, and yeah. you have to be like stepbrothers with a strange right. parents in order to be on the team. Um, no, I was always athletic and played yeah. sports, but I was not good at everything, but I am, right. good, at, I am good at acting. What are you not good at? Um, 
pretty much anything else. What would your wife <laughs> like, I'm not, say? Maybe I'm you're not, not good at math, good. doing any sort of taxes. Right. Uh, I don't. I don't think I'm the greatest businessman. Um, Isn't it fun though that if you got hired to play any of those I things, you'd be like, I'm yeah. sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm a pro. I'm, do you need your taxes done? <laughs> it's April 15th. That's my deadline. Yeah, you could totally do it. When you actually auditioned for Prime, did you audition with Meryl Streep or Uma Thurman? Originally, it was supposed to be Sandra Bullock, and uh, I tested with her. I auditioned for that like seven times. When I look back on it, I'm like, I can't believe I got that. Well, that because you were I'm able so, to sustain it I'm not seven really times. I'm good at auditioning. And Why? So, you keep saying that. So yeah, tell me what happens to you. I don't know. I just I feel like when people—I'm good at auditioning when I feel like people know my work— and they want to see me for the role. And it's like I can feel that energy and there's right. like a respect there. Not that like anybody owes me anything, but just that like, oh, yeah, we see you for this role. I'm bad when it's just like a cold room and I need a little more time with a role. I don't know what it is. It's just that's the thing I've been working on the most. I mean, so much of what you're just describing is absolutely true. Yeah. In the face of a cold Room. Nothing is harder than dancing for an unreceptive yeah. audience, right? Yeah. I'm a reactor, but we all have to deal with it, and it's never going away. Do you still audition? Constantly. I mean, I, I, I still audition, and I'm still up for things, and I put myself on tape. It's a hard thing. Right. It's a hard thing to do. And um, Do you have a memory of ever being in an audition where you were aware while you were auditioning that was going... It was going terribly. Do you, yeah, <laughs> do you that have... happens. Because then it's like you start to leave your body and you like, start to watch yourself, which terrible. is the worst. It's not a like good a good thing. audition. You don't even know what happened. You're like, oh, oh that was. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I was so present that I wasn't watching it, so I can't tell you. Like your managers or agents, are like, so how did it go? And usually on the good ones, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. That's I a think good they, sign. Yeah, I, I think I think it went well. I mean, I only know because of the response that they liked it, but I don't really know. What about music? Where yeah. did that come in? You have three amazing. I, I, suddenly, I'm like Brian Greenberg's a full fledged musician. Yeah, I've three albums. Back on it a little bit, just because. Uh, I'm not cut off for the road, and I don't like touring that much. And mm -hmm. I sort of just like being in the studio and putting music out that way. And I don't really need to do the live thing as much. It's just a hard road. It's a hard life. And I, I was like, the end game for this, like, I'm an actor. That's yeah. what I always want to do. And for music, I love doing it. It's a part of me. It's always going to be a part of me. But to pursue it as like a career became detrimental to my acting because I, I couldn't you were so drunk all the time. <laughs> you no, never knew where you thing. were. When you're on the road, like I got, I'm a singer, so I couldn't really party or anything. Just tea like and that. honey for yeah. me, thanks. My, what are you having? My, my band was having a great time. Right. Like I could get a movie next week that I don't even know about right. today. That's you know, right. Like there could be something shooting next week, but with a with a tour, you have to set that up months in advance, and right. the the schedules don't really work out. No, 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 you not know? conducive. Yeah, and I've had to cancel. You know, tour dates and, you know, club owners wanting to sue me. That's like, awful. it's just hard because I'm not that far along in my music career where I can just say, oh, yeah, sorry, acting. Yeah. I'm not going to do this pilot. Yeah, yeah, or I'm not yeah, going to yeah, do this yeah. movie. Because it's like the, the finances don't even add up. So now I just like, you know what? I'll play shows here and there. I'll always make music. And you know what? I think my music's better for it because there's not this pressure of having to, like, Oh, I got a tour and be like right. have a hit, a radio hit. It's just like I just make music because I love it. And I think the people who like my music, they can feel that, they can sense that. You right. Know? <laughs> so you're married to JB Chung. Yeah. A lot of people know her from the Hangover movies. Right. But she Sucker Punch. Yep. How did you guys meet? 
We met at a party in Hollywood and um, we worked with some of the same producers on different projects and we sort of had that in common. We were at the same agency and uh, we just kind of met and then um, we just kind of connected years later. It was a lot of on and off, like timing wasn't right, right. type things. But um, yeah, and I'd say about five years ago, we really like found each other and the timing was right. Was your wedding a mix of yeah. rituals from both families' <laughs> customs, or or was, did you get married under a huppah? Yeah, like I, he I married want, you guys. Uh, my buddy Frank. Frank, did <laughs> he like sign up at the back of Rolling Stone yeah, magazine with yeah, Universal Church things. or something? Yes, yeah. I've done that. Yeah, I it think was, it counts, it was, right? It was pretty casual. We didn't go. You know, she's not converting or anything, so right. we just made it like. Uh, I had some I some Jewish traditions in there, but it wasn't over. Did you break religious. a glass? Yeah, I broke a glass, had a little prayer, married on a huppah, I was wearing a kippah. Yeah. But it wasn't over and we signed a ketubah, but it wasn't that's about it. They did throw us up in the chairs though. The, the best. Yeah. <laughs> the best. Now were you legally married if your friend Frank marries you? Or yeah. did you no, also he, <laughs> he got ordained by the universal church. But that's like not a huge accomplishment. I think anybody can do that like online. Don't diminish. Frank. I mean, hey, Frank did Frank a great job. Really, but, really, really, but, it meant a lot to him. <laughs> so, what's next? We got a couple movies in the can. Oh, I got a movie that's coming out called Flock of Dudes. A bunch of great comedians. To go full on comedy was really fun and challenging. Crystalia, Hannah Simone, Skylar Aston, Brett Gilman, Mark Marin, uh, Ray Liotta, Jamie Chung's in it. Jeff Ross, like it's Hannibal Burris, Eric Andre. Now, every once in a while, there's yeah. a rumor that how to make it in America yeah. can come back. Is that something that might really happen? It might. I mean, I don't do know. They, like, do they circle back be, to you it's sometimes? Not, it's not going to be because of me, you know, saying it on your podcast. <laughs> but, Are you serious? But, do you know how many people? I have I, one person in Japan who listens to this <laughs> podcast. I just I, saw it today and they're very powerful. Well, maybe they can. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I feel like. I'm not going to be the one to bring it back. I don't, I'm not trying. Well, I'm, I'm not, not putting be an pressure actor, on you. Like trying to bring his old canceled show back. I was, I love that show. What about show. you in a walker? Like, I still think there's a possibility. <laughs> I love that show. And fans really love it. And every day people still come up to me and tell me how much they love it. 10 times a day in New York. You're pretty involved in social media. How yeah. did you? My, my music manager, he's like, look. Because I was of the old school, like, I'm an actor. I need to keep my, you know, right. I need to keep a mystery Something going. for myself. Yeah. It's private. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, but musicians, you need to be, you need to be a part of their lives. Like, okay. That's how it works, you know? So he kind of got me on, on Twitter and then that sort of like, I got it. I was like, okay, this is really cool. Mm-hmm. Like, this is actually, I sort of fell in love with social media because I'm still a private person in yeah. my mind. Like, you're not going to know who I really am by my social media. It doesn't mean I can't play a wide variety of characters still. Or you're not going to know about my intimate personal things that are no, happening in my life. that's what this show is for. Yeah, I just think it's a great way to connect. And I also like to see what's going on in the world. Mm-hmm. It's That's where people are. All right. Well, Brian <laughs> Greenberg, right, thank, thank you for you coming so on. I'm so glad I didn't make you audition. Wouldn't have gotten You would it. not have gotten no. to play Brian Greenberg. All right. Well, thank you <laughs> awesome, for being thank here. thank you. I'm Alana Levine. Thank you for listening. Please don't forget to rate and review our show in the iTunes show page. Little Known Facts is recorded at the Hangar Studios in New York City.